You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. It's day 210 of the world's most stringent and economically damaging lockdown. If you look at uh, the country's lockdown restrictions uh, of some form, they have lasted 10 times longer than first planned. Remember, we were told 21 days up front. And COVID, as we've seen, is probably about a tenth of the problem first feared. I'm not saying it isn't an issue. I'm just saying... Uh, flies, sledgehammers, you get the picture. The brand father, Jeremy Sampson, uh, MD of Brand Finance Africa, is on the line as always. Good evening, Jeremy. Good to be with you, Michael. And uh, tonight we're joined by Dion Chang, who has uh, prepared a new Flux Trains Open session. Uh, good evening, Dion. And I really think you are spot on with this one at the moment. The Economist, one of the most august publications in the world, called this the decade of the old or the young old. As we see sprightly baby boomers hitting 65 for the first time, the world will have more people aged over 30 than under. What is the significance of this? Well, hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. And hello to Jeremy as well. It's a great honor to be to share the, the stage so much, uh, to, uh, so to speak. Um, yes, uh, I've delved into this because, A, um, not only globally, but especially South Africa, they are noticing a serious uptick in terms of life expectations. So we, um, we are uh, generally um, living longer. Um, but there's a really interesting book that's just come out, What Retirees Want, A Holistic View of Life's Third Age. And that was an interesting one because they said um, that the author was basically saying our first 30 years is biological development and uh, making friends, that sort of stuff. Then from 30 to 60 is a period occupied by building family and uh, productive career. And now he's identifying, which is uh, what I guess the economist is saying, is that there's, uh, because of medical breakthroughs, there's now emerging a whole new stage of life between 60 and 90. And mm. so that's completely uncharted territory. So I started looking back and saying, why, if we have most presidential leaders or leaders around the world who are in their 70s, but we totally disregard people who have just notched into 60 or 65 and then suddenly you're at a retiring age and then suddenly you, you deemed as not, not uh, productive to society. It just doesn't make sense. And then if you look at the completely youth-obsessed um, marketing and advertising kind of world, um, then there is this real disconnect that's, that's starting to happen or has been happening for a long time. It, it really is fascinating. We see it just in our core market as well. How many of the, that generation, and Jeremy, to bring you in here, the, the so-called baby, baby boomers born between 1946, just after the war, to 1964, uh, are now retiring, but not retiring like people thought of retiring in the past. That third chapter in life means, and, and you can vouch for this, Jeremy, you're working harder than you've ever worked. Uh, you're getting out there. You're influencing. You um, certainly not living that kind of uh, uh, re- retired and off the radar screen kind of life that perhaps many of our parents did. Yet it's that generation with the spending power, with the influencing power, that are frequently being overlooked by brands in favour of millennials. There, there's a disconnect. Well, absolutely, Michael. But firstly, hello, Dion. Glad you're joining us. It's great to have you on. Um, but, Michael, you're absolutely correct. And why are people living longer? Well, often they're healthier. They've still got the energy. Um, and let's face it, sometimes they need money or they know that if they're going to retire, they're probably going to uh, fall off their perches quite soon. And I just find it fascinating, as Dion was alluding to, that especially in South Africa, people are retired um, 
under 60 in some cases. 60 seems to be very popular. And then sort of 62, 63, 65. I remember when Tommy Boardman took over at Nedbank after it had a bit of a whoopsie uh, going back, what, 15 years or so. He put in place, as I recall, a five-year plan as the chief executive. And they came to him after about three and a half years and said, do you realize you have to retire this year because that's our age? And he said, come on, guys, I've got a five-year plan in place. And they said, sorry, you'll be leaving. He said, look, I want to finish my plan. And they said, no, you're going. Now, the man was at the top of his game. He was doing a great job. And this is where I think so many South African companies haven't raised the bar, they haven't adjusted things, and they haven't faced up to the fact. After all, in America, as you say, we've got a guy who might be coming back into office at 74, or he might be replaced by a guy who's 77 and 78 at the end of November, I believe. And mm-hmm. then you've got Tony Fauci, his top medical guy, who's 79, and he's a public servant. And wow, is he going strong still? And, you know, to come back, uh, Dion, to this whole issue of, of buying power as well, uh, if you look at this so-called view of a, a third age of life, Individuals are going to be out there uh, and spending. And so it, it would make sense that uh, media strategists, buyers, marketers would be tar- targeting this particular generation, this cohort. But they're not. Why? Why do you think this has been such a blind spot? Well, I've been um, delving into you know, a whole lot of uh, research and especially sort of advertising um, and looking at that. And then one of the, one of the, the, the theories or one of the threads that comes through quite strongly is that they said this, there might be a mindset amongst many sort of brands and agencies where uh, marketers are rewarded for acquisition. Um, so you, so you know, if you get if you get the new customers and everything. So um, also an older uh, demographic is less; uh, they're less promiscuous customers, should we say, um, and they're, they're much more lo- brand loyal, um, but although still willing to try new new things as well. So it it, it might be that uh, maybe Jeremy can sort of. Uh, explain it better, you know, within an, an agency point of view, is that you, you kind of chase this thing. So the most creative high production campaigns then tend to be uh, focused on younger consumers, while the older age group just have this mindless formula. And, uh, you know, when I've been delving into the imagery, oh my goodness, trying to find imagery um, just for, for these kind of trend briefings and presentations, um, to, to find an older cohort that is not sort of um, sort of stigmatized by Zimmer frames and, you know, all of that kind of thing is really difficult. Yeah. So even the sort of imaging is, is really, it's not out there. So, so um, we hopefully have you know, collected a, at least some, some visual imagery that, that kind of changes um, the, this kind of narrative. But, but it, it mm. seems to be that, that kind of thing. And, 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 and what a lot of the sort of more progressive people that are in marketing are saying, you know, you, you really need to look at, at attitude, not not really age groups, because it's 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 if you look at, you know, the the you know uh, people in 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 older terms of dating, you've got sort of twenty five year old billionaires, and you've got sort of ninety year olds running marathons. So everything is really kind of switched up. So we really need to stop kind of looking at it in in very very blinkered terms. And very difficult uh, to find in uh, an advert for uh, for products a- targeted at that age group. Uh, people with tattoos, for example. I was looking at a blog post on Carl Nolte's website, and they, they run this feature on destigmatizing issues. Uh, and uh, you just don't see the imagery, to your earlier point. Jeremy, uh, much like the, the 9 to 5 or the 40-hour work week, we are discovering that concepts spawned in the 20th century are fast becoming outdated, if not outright obsolete they are obsolete 
no, after talking with you, I've got, I'm going on to a webinar at uh, half the hour where I'm talking to guys in sort of two different continents um, because one's got to remember the time zones. No, people keep on joking. Aren't you retired? I had friends out here from England for a big birthday earlier this year, which is my wife's. And they were saying, aren't you retired? They couldn't understand that at my age, I was still working and thoroughly enjoying it. And as you well know, getting stuck in all the time. As we often say about brands, you've got to stay relevant. You've got to keep up to date. And that's where Dion does a great job, you know, prompting us to know what the latest trends are. And then I find it fascinating when I read a magazine like Business Week, and I think it was they did uh, some checking on people under 30 versus those over 55 starting up businesses who were more successful. And it was the over 55s, the guys, I guess, who perhaps had the experience, perhaps they'd been retrenched or made redundant. They had to make a living. So it was sink or swim. So they got back into the game perhaps a totally different game, but then made a success of it. So I think it's the mindset that's changing, and I think South Africa is way behind the curve compared with some of the countries, as I've already noted, in the States. You need that experience of the older people. Uh, I've mentioned it to you before that when the ANC took over 25 years ago, a lot of the younger uh, black officials were mentored by older, white, former captains of industry or whatever. And I think that sort of thing needs to be brought back. We all have got a lot to give still. Well, take it, use it, and bring it to the advantage of the whole country. Absolutely. We we, we need this right now. I was uh, listening to Andre Dereiter talking about uh, the need to bring back a lot of those senior engineers that were chased out of ESCOM who are still in the country and willing to give back their experience uh, and, and their skills uh, in this third age uh, of life. Uh, Dion, what is the other big driver here? Because uh, looking at this Economist article, it was fascinating to read some of the numbers from a, from a global level. Uh, the fact that we're going to see, I think, 111 million, no, 134 million here is uh, the, the number in front of me, 65 to 74-year-olds in rich countries this year. That's 11% of the population, up from 99 million in 2000. And as you say, this is happening here as well. What do you see as the other big driver? And, um, and what can marketers and advertisers understand about this uh, this group uh, better to help differentiate their brands because it does seem to be a huge opportunity in all of this so um yeah so, so two points there so firstly you know as you uh, as you said the um, the pace of population aging um, around the world is also increasing dramatically so there's there's quite a significant difference especially from the emerging markets so we should really take notes about that um they said sort of by mid-century or so um, more, uh, you'll find more, 80% of older people will be living in, in low or middle income countries. So South Africa's kind of lumped with that. And the one example that they gave, which was really interesting, they said, um, if you look at a country like France, um, they had almost 150 years to adapt to, to changes uh, from 10% to 20% of the, uh, the proportion of population that was getting older and older. However, if you look at uh, countries like Brazil, China, and India, um, these countries will have slightly um, more than only 20 years to make that same adaptation. And wow. then, you know, if you, you know, so, so there's, there's going to be an escalation um, within emerging markets. So, so it's a, it's a, it is a very, very real thing that's happening. And then if you look at what is happening in Silicon Valley, that's a really um, very, very interesting thing there. There is a lot of money being poured um, into this market. So not only for 
Um, it, it's all the kind of the, the big Silicon Valley bosses uh, from the from the different tech companies who are pouring millions and millions and, and millions into kind of looking at medical interventions or or living longer, which is why you know we, we're entitled to sort of marketing to the um, immortalists. But there's also a lot of product development as well, and that's I think what we are starting to miss out on. Um, and it is all starting to happen. Um, and there's a lot of investment and a lot of startups. And um, there's just uh, one company, they, they call it the Boom Venture Summit in Silicon Valley. Um, and the one that's taking place uh, just uh, this year as well. Um, you know, they're giving sort of uh, lots of prize and everything. But it's basically for emerging companies to, to pitch ideas um, and looking at this uh, in America, they said this um, $7.6 trillion longevity market, they're calling it. So it's, it's big business, but that is that blind spot that, that uh, yeah. we have, it seems, in marketers. $7.6 trillion market, that, and that, that number you mentioned in terms of years to adapt, uh, and we know things are speeding up. Uh, the faster they change, uh, the more things change, the faster they change, not the more they stay the same. Uh, I think Michael Jackson used to love saying that at his conferences. So sad to see that he's uh, immigrated, but he's also part of that uh, that old cohort. Jeremy, what, what stands out for me from what Dion just said, though, is that brands... Um, have to adapt quickly. They're not going to have the same time as uh, the some of the more heritage um, and, and traditional and older brands of the past to adapt to these changing demographic forces. You really have to ensure that you understand what's happening now or you, you risk being left behind. Well, absolutely. You know, we talk glibly about agility, but what does agility mean? What does it mean to your life, to your company, and to the sector you're in? Um, and we've seen a lot of South African companies particularly, but I think globally, who've been sitting on their hands over the last three months when it comes to spending money and wondering what they should be doing. Um, and that's the challenge for all of us. We've got to change. We've got to keep up to date. And it's not just a question of, well, we've got to change. We've got to keep on changing, keep on evolving and staying up to speed with it all. It's interesting, um, Dion, talking about Silicon Valley, because obviously sometimes there are the law of unintended consequences. I know a lot of the older people or people who've lived in that area for a long time are having to move out of Silicon Valley because they can't afford to live there anymore. I have family living down in Nashville, and they say we've had a whole influx of people, and it's continuing, of people coming from Silicon down here. So that means in Nashville now, they have to perhaps adjust their advertising to this influx of older people. But it is quite funny if you go to some of the agency events, which I have to say for the most part I've boycotted the last decade, because you go in there and you find the average age is about 23 going on 24. And uh, at my age, and I say it gently, um, no, I've moved on. And this is one of the reasons I think that someone like Classic FM, I'm going to give you a plug here, Michael, the reach is from young people who love classic music to older people. And this is one of the challenges of reaching out to older people. What channel to market do you use? Because they're very, very limited, especially in South Africa. And Classic must be one of the best ones to use. But how many advertisers are actually using it at the moment? This seems to be quite limited at times. Mm, And once again, it it comes back to that point that you made earlier, though, uh, and that is when you go to these uh, industry events, and it's through no fault of their own, but it is uh, populated by a a younger group of media strategists and buyer, and uh, there is definitely a blind spot. Uh, Of that, there is no doubt. Uh, We're going to have to leave it there. It's quite clear, though, that uh, the Yold have miles to go before they sleep. In short, they are not just any group of old people. They're challenging all of these traditional 
stigmated uh, expectations of the retired to go off with their Zimmer frames. They're not. They are going to be disrupting uh, consumer services and financial markets uh, over the next decade and beyond. Of that, there is uh, very little doubt. Uh, Jeremy Sampson, MD of Brand Finance Africa, and Dion Chang, trend analyst and founder of Flux Trends with the brands and sense this week here on Classic Business.